Hello, this is Colin Baker. This is Sylvester Mackay. And you, you lucky people, are listening to the GBS Podcast. See you. So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. We host Jace and Sean, and we are coming at you with our long-awaited, long-talked-about. Oh my God, we took forever review. I didn't take that long. We were only like seven episodes behind. Oh, uh, it's our Rosa episode. <laughs> we really wanted to take our time with this episode. It hit us in a, a special way, I guess you could say. Well, you can say it hit a lot of people in a special way. And not only are we going to talk about Rosa, we're also going to talk a little bit about, I guess, the divisiveness of Series 11, in a way. Like, the way that Series 11 has landed on one side or the other with people. Yeah, we were going to we were gonna save it for the series review, and we'll probably still talk about it in the series review, but I think it also needs to be brought up in this episode. So, yeah. Right. Before we go any further, yes. before we talk any more about we, this... Yeah, we might need to say a few things. Yeah. Firstly, we're not experts. We talk, we say that all the time. We're not political activists of any kind. No, I, you know, me personally, I'm not a political person at all. You know, I just... We are two dudes just talking how we feel about an episode of Doctor Who. Right. You know, this episode was scary. Yeah, we, that's also one not of the, the episode of the show, self, but the, our podcast, our podcast for it, because you know, in this day and age, it's tough to have like a political esque conversation. It, it just is. So we decided to go through and get reviews from people, or look up reviews, get interviews with people, so that way it's not just us talking about it. Because there's there's a lot of different things that I think need to be said about this particular episode in general. Yeah, and I think, like you said, it was good to get some help with it. Normally with our podcasts, we do like, you know, Doctor News, we do our reviews, classic clips, all that stuff, which we love doing that. This week, we're mainly focusing on this because there's a lot really to to dive in with it. Yeah, a lot, and we have other people getting brought into it as well in terms of the interview, so we want to take that time from Doctor News and the classic clip, Mm -hmm. so that way y'all don't have like a two-hour episode. Right. When we first viewed it, okay, well, let me back up a bit even before that. This was weeks and weeks ago, and before we even watched it, you had seen something on your phone, a minor spoiler or something, saying, hey, everyone's saying this is, like, one of the best episodes of Doctor Who ever. You remember that? Yeah, I, I tend to try not to look up actual reviews for the episodes prior to me watching them myself. But scrolling through Facebook, you know, things – I follow so many Doctor Who pages – on social media that I was bound to see something eventually and it was just the headline of going down as like one of the best episodes in however many years. Yeah, and that set me up. 
you know? Right. That, that gives you expectations, even if you don't realize it, that gives you expectations going into something. Right. I'll give you a, an example, and it's funny I'm even bringing this up. Years and years ago, the movie Hangover came out. Oh, I knew you were going to bring that up. Man. <laughs> and I hadn't seen it yet. Me like, either. I was waiting for you. And everyone talked about how it was the funniest movie, movie, movie ever. ever. The funniest movie you've ever seen. It, nothing else holds up. And I watched it and I hated it. We both did. We both watched it and went that I laughed maybe twice. Like like I couldn't help it but laugh twice. Right. Through that episode. So maybe that's maybe actually maybe it was good that you brought that up because maybe maybe that'll help maybe other people understand when we start talking about this episode mm-hmm. like where maybe our mindsets are for things. Right. So before we recorded this episode, we actually sat down and rewatched it. We watched it way back mm-hmm. and decided to hold off on the episode and then before recording this we were like well let's watch it again so we watched it again so i i just before we go further i gotta ask you was the episode better on your first viewing or second viewing you know it's tough because it's it's been you know a month, a month. and a half yeah. you know for, since i saw it the first time in my opinion maybe maybe a little bit better but i'm i know for sure where my head was the first time i saw it so I don't want to give anything away until we get to that part, but it, I may have, now that we've been looking up reviews, maybe I finally understand maybe where some people are coming from in terms of why they review it the way they do. And that's something I want to say is that when we do these reviews, guys, it's just based off that episode, how we feel about that Doctor Who episode in general. No crazy underlying things or anything like that. It's just we're that's what we're here to do is give reviews on an episode of Doctor Who. Right. One of the things about it, I guess, that stood out for me is... Okay, well, let me say this. If you haven't already guessed, obviously we didn't like the episode. Yeah, we didn't like it as... We are definitely in the 1% of people that liked that episode. And I can see why people liked it, but I think they're focusing more on things that aren't that aren't, don't have anything to do with that episode, really. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm going to have to go back in and explain it here in a little bit. But I think people are liking it because of what it was trying to do rather than the episode itself. You're you're pulling in your happiness for something externally rather than what you were just watching. Right. In Doctor Who, though, there is the argument that Doctor Who does that, you know, regardless of of whether it's a historical event or not. Like, they, they've done that with certain callbacks and everything. I mean, there are Doctor Who episodes that are, are great episodes mm. that if you didn't understand external things about it, it wouldn't be as good. An example would be, like, the 50th anniversary special. It's true. Like, if you didn't know anything about Doctor Who and you were just watching that episode, yeah, it wouldn't be nearly as good. So that could be said about this episode, that under understanding the historical significance of what happened makes it better and that's that's the part that i think i understand after watching it again and maybe just seeing some people's reviews because i love on stuff like this i i want to be proven wrong Wrong. or get it or get a different insight you know i'm not above being like watching it again and going oh i was wrong the first time Mm -hmm. you know I i just don't feel like that was the case right i mean the episode itself like I will say this, okay, watching it again, I will say one thing about that episode. I honestly think that the supporting characters, 
the acting was better in this episode than I thought it was the first time I watched it. In comparison to all the other episodes now that we've seen, mm-hmm. the acting, I think, in this episode was actually really well done. Yeah. the I, I think so. The Rosa Parks character, I think it really relies on just the aura of the idea of Rosa Parks. Mm. Not so much... Well, I think she was a great actress. You know, she sure. was the Rosa Parks actress. She, I think she did a really good job. But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm, yeah, sure, she's a great actress. I have no problem with her as a person, but I'm talking about the writing itself. She really wasn't that dynamic, and maybe that's not the 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 important part. No, it might not on. be. The other thing that what makes this episode hard for me to watch in terms of like getting excited for it, even the first way around, is that we know what happens. We know where it that's ends up. That's a good up. point. We know what. We know that they're going to succeed in helping her do whatever for you know for the battle for civil rights to start that movement. We we know what's going to happen. So there there was no sense of danger in this episode for me at all. And there's something I need to know. Like maybe you've maybe you saw it this time around going through, but I saw all over the internet that people were saying, and we have some people that have talked about it in these interviews we did, how they've never felt more scared for a companion than they did for Yaz and Ryan in this episode. And I get where they're coming from in a, in the, I guess the time period they were in, with them both being minorities in this time period. But it's, I feel like we've had other episodes where it was a worse time period than then in in previous series, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And nothing happened to them. Like if they would have been held up at like gunpoint or something, something would have happened rather than just being slapped across the face. Maybe I would have felt more in that boat. This like maybe, is, unless you saw something. Maybe I'm missing and something. And here, here's where I play devil's advocate, right? Go for it. Is this is something I've been thinking about and thinking about what has gotten me kind of a little scared to do this this episode of our podcast is we're both straight white men. Yes. So, like... The, the devil's advocate, I could see someone making this argument saying, well, of course you don't understand because you, how could you understand? And exactly, and that's, what I, that's why I preface with saying I need to know. Like if there's something I don't, I'm not seeing because of the, I guess because of the person I am or the way my mind works, then I need, that's why we did interviews. You know, that's why we did interviews with people and I want to hear from other people and I read reviews to see if I, I just don't see it the same way. Right. Speaking of an interview, let's jump into one right now. There's someone that we talked about on the show before. before yeah. Someone who's a friend of yours. Yes, Gail. Yeah, she's a friend of mine I met down in Atlanta at Dragon Con. And it's I told that story before of how I met her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I was just walking. My very first time cosplaying as the 12th Doctor, and I was just walking down by this TARDIS in one of the hotels. And I just hear, you. And I turn around. I don't know why, like, when someone says you, you just feel the need to turn around, you know? You have a right, sense. Right, I can talk to anybody, yeah, but... Yeah, and you turn around, and she's pointing right at me. She goes, come here. And I, like, walk over there, and she goes, I finally found my 12th Doctor. And ever since then, it has just been... Friends. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, you even said this, which was very, very disrespectful to me. Oh, yeah? Which was <laughs> that she's a bigger... Doctor Who fan than me. Back. She knows more than I do. 100%. Yeah. 
which I find I that. would love to get you two in a room, and I'm, like, here with the podcast just being, like, the mediator between questions between you two. <laughs> I'd like to have a Doctor Who battle between you two and knowledge would be great for me. Well, we could maybe pencil that in one day. But we got an interview for her. We asked her what she thought about the episode, and let's play it now. Hello, uh, my name's Gail. I'm calling to comment on the Rosa Parks episode. I thought it was a benchmark in terms of historical Doctor Who Doctor Who was created as an educational program, but with the exception of Fires of Pompeii and maybe a moment in the Aztecs, the historical episodes have generally been of a lighter tone, which is such a huge contrast to this episode. Doctor Who's touched on racism before with Genesis of the Daleks, um, the racism Ace encounters in Remembrance of the Daleks, Martha's run-in with historical racism in World War One in human nature, and uh, Bill's encounter with a racist at the Frost Fair in the late 1800s, but nothing is even comes close to this episode um, in terms of putting man's inhumanity to man front and center. When Ryan is assaulted for picking up that woman's glove, I audibly gasped. I've never been more scared for a companion. Um, while watching an episode. Uh, it was absolutely stunning, brutal, difficult to watch. Um, a departure from every historical episode on the show before, probably every episode that will come after it. Um, as a standalone moment in Doctor Who history, it is a shining example of what can be done given the right story, the right writers, and the right actors. Um, the performances, Vanette Robinson, who's Sherlock's Agent Donovan, was absolutely stunning as Rosa Parks. She was a revelation. She deserves a nomin every nomination she might receive for this episode. The episode belongs to her. Her performance was the hinge on which the entire thing turned. She carried this production. Um, I was hugely impressed uh, with her. Kudos to the writers for giving Ryan and Yaz some well-deserved characterization. Um, Jodie Whittaker, of course, shining as always as the 13th Doctor, and Bradley Walsh gave us some good work as Graham as well when he realizes what he has to do on the bus. I thought that was a, a very moving moment. Very well executed in general. My quibbles were minor. As a Southerner, I thought some of the accents could use a little work, but I feel that nine times out of ten when a story is set uh, in the American South. The final scene in the TARDIS I thought could have used a little bit of work. I thought the asteroid and the musical sequence were amazing. I thought that the scene beforehand that sort of ran through several other historical notes felt a little bit like an after-school special, uh, but that's a small issue. My major issue was with the villain. Uh, I thought his presence kept the episode from being uh, one of the few in the last 50 years that I felt did not need any sort of tweaks. I thought that if a futuristic baddie was needed, an alien or a human who simply wanted to derail history would have sufficed. His backstory, that he's a man from the same time period as Captain Jack and River Song when she's in Stormcage, prior to her encounter with personal time travel, the idea that he would randomly become a racist as a result of being in prison for a while seemed rather odd in that scenario. Uh, we spent time in that particular period of the future of humanity on the show before and Liz 10 is on the throne Captain Jack is a trisexual there are aliens and human alien hybrids everywhere um the idea that someone would randomly become a space racist and dress like a refugee from Greece seemed sort of bizarre to me I thought that there were much more powerful examples of racists within the rest of the episode making it his sole motivation didn't really add to the story to me um he just became one more example of something that I thought we saw much more powerfully through other characters uh, in the piece. 
I also found him confusing from a continuity and plot standpoint. He's supposed to be from the Stormcage prison and has a Stormcage tattoo and an implant, neither of which River Song had, and she was a top priority inmate. I was rather confused by that. There were people on the internet who seemed to think that perhaps he got his vortex manipulator from River, but she had hers after she left prison when she saw the doctor, Rory and Amy in Manhattan, so it can't have been hers. It has to have been from another time agent in all probability, but I felt that for the casual viewer that isn't aware of all the details of Doctor Who continuity over the last few years, that it was rather confusing to throw in a reference to Storm Cage um, in quite that way. Um, also the tattoo and the implant, which were something new and didn't really seem to fit previously established continuity. Outside of the villain, I thought the episode was stellar. It was moving. It was a tour de force for everyone involved, and I think it set a fabulous and fascinating bar for future writers and for the show in general in terms of historical episodes. I don't know how they can possibly top it. It's definitely on my list of much-watched episodes for new fans. I think that um, after uh, something like, I would have said previously, 11th Hour was the best episode for new viewers as well as Blink. I think this is in my top five episodes to show someone who is a new fan um, who's looking for the breadth of what Doctor Who can do as well as The Curious, and it's an example of the show at its best. Thank you to Gail for sending that in. We really, really appreciate that. And as you could tell from what she said, completely opposite from yeah. what we are saying. Completely. Well, other than one part, but yeah, majority of the actual like episode itself in terms of the significance of the episode... Um, how it's like one of the best absolutely because i could not disagree more on that aspect i will not in years to come if someone would have asked me what some of my favorite episodes were of doctor who i would not even remember this one i think it's important to note it in the sense that obviously like she said of you know that it's of its historical yeah time the his, historical significance of the episode, I get. I get that that was done well, okay? I get it. I get everyone likes that part of it. Right. <laughs> okay? I think the other thing that she talked about, and I think everyone can universally agree on this, the villain was terrible. Crasco or whatever. Yeah, he was horrible. Horrible villain made absolutely zero sense why he was even there. There's things about him that I don't understand, so... And she she brings up these points, too. So he has that chip implanted. Yeah, the neural inhibitor. inhibitor. That prevents him from harming anyone. Right. Okay. But he has this temporal displacement weapon that can just send anyone still to the future or to the past. So my big question is, why didn't he just show up and zap Rosa? Done. Well, the other thing you could say about that is, could he even use that weapon? Because I would, I would... He shot it at the doctor multiple times. Right. What I would argue is harming. That would I would count that as harming someone. Just sending them to the future or to the past. Yeah. Not necessarily, but that's what I'm saying. He literally aims this thing at the doctor, and the only reason she wasn't hit is because she threw the suitcase in front of it. Right. So obviously he can do that. Yeah. So why didn't he do that? Why didn't he just step out out of wherever he, his vortex was? There go. Right. Hey Rosa Parks. Zap. Bye Rosa Parks. Another thing that didn't make a lot of sense to me was like why like gail said it why is he a traveling time traveling racist space racist yeah because 
I don't understand that. And there's someone we're gonna do an we're gonna do an interview. We did an interview, or you did an interview with. Uh, yeah. I can't remember if he talks about it or not, but his argument is is that racism doesn't die. So he was like, so people could still be racist at that point against you know minorities, you know, or African Americans or anything like that. He can still be racist against those people. And I was like, yeah, but at that point in time where he is, like, what is it, like three thousand years in the future or something Maybe like that? More, Maybe yeah. more. Who knows? I don't think they give a definite where he was from. If they did, if I they just said did something again. century. Yeah, yeah, we're not I, gonna I, do the I, math yeah. on that. <laughs> so he's from this time period where, like she said, there's transsexual aliens. People like Jack Harkness. There's species that have mixed and mingled and all sorts of... Humans have spread across the universe. Right. So how can you be racist against this type of minority? It don't make sense to me. Did something happen to you however right. many years in the future? Right. We don't... The thing is, like, for that villain is we don't get enough of a backstory to understand his motivations. Mm -hmm. It's just that... He, he hates. He's like, I just hate black people. It's yeah, like, yeah, but why? Why? Maybe the episode, like, like she said, maybe it would have been better maybe if I got some sort of reasoning why. Like, maybe a flashback or something happened. You know? Right. Did I tell you that the uh, the little fan theory is going around, though, for him? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Ahead. Okay, so my thing one of the, in the episode is they show that when they first she first finds that briefcase, it right. immediately zooms in on the initials. So you go, oh, those must stand for something important that we're going to find out later in the episode. We don't. Never brought up. Again, ever. And the rest of the series never brought up. As far as we and As far know. as we know. So people's... Uh, people's... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a ridiculous theory. People's theory is that Crasco is a... Well, there's multiple, but it's my favorite, so it's the only one I want to talk about. Is a younger, very, very, very much younger... Uh, Captain Jack Harkness, and that that stands for the initials on the briefcase stand for like the great face of Bo. <laughs> I know, right? Like you couldn't have taken any, you couldn't have reached any further for that fruit. Like you, yeah. you literally got a ladder. Yeah. Called the fire department. They raised their ladder up. Yeah. You kept going. You threw a rope. Right. You climbed the rope. It's reaching. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're reaching. For like sure. you're reaching so hard. I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think it would ruin Captain Jack's character. No, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a reason why he became nice and stuff again. I don't know. I don't. Know. Anyways, it's irrelevant because apparently uh, Ryan sent him to the very far past, right, or whatever. But he literally played zero part in this episode, other than trying to just minor minor in your inconveniences. Yeah, like... and you come to find out that. So I guess, in a way, him wanting to do that. To to her, maybe you could argue the fact that if he wouldn't have tried to inconvenience Rosa in that way, that maybe she wouldn't have sat or refused to get up on the bus because you find out that really the, the paradox doctor, nature yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. he he goes to, pre to prevent it, but actually becomes a course of actions for the doctor to actually and them to be part of the story that causes right. it to happen. Right, right, right. So really, he caused the one thing that he doesn't like. Yeah, that's something they talk about in the Water of Mars. You know, the doc talks about it. You know, in, like, the fires of Pompeii, mm -hmm. where his actions end up setting history into motion as opposed to... He's the to, one that blows the volcano to... Right, and he's yeah. the, you know... He's There's a, a, we have a plenty of those, though. I think they're in... They're, they're the ones that right. yeah, start it. That's the, the tricky thing with time travel. So, the other, I guess, 
if you could say villain in this episode is the the bus driver and racism in general. I was about to say that I think the what the purpose of this episode is is to say that racism is the villain. I think that's the whole premise behind it is that racism is the villain in this episode. Which I like I said I'm I'm trying to ra- I'm trying to combat my own sense of the way I think about this episode in terms of that I just didn't like it. Right. I, but because I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to understand other than the historical significance of it, the educational piece, why people liked it so much. But that's uh, okay. Let me nip that thing in the bud because I heard I've heard this a lot. Mm-hmm. And Gail said it. We've had people say that that that's what Doctor Who used to be. They you know is an educational thing. An educational thing, kind of sort of not really, but kind of sort of. That was the original idea with the first Doctor. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the show obviously is not popular because of that reason. The show is much more of a sci, you know, science. Here's something Tom Baker says: it's not science fiction, it's science fantasy. Mm-hmm. And the show, and this episode steers very, very far away from. And I think from that. And I think that's why I don't like it because when I started watching Doctor Who. That's what it was. I started watching during the Crystal Eccleston saga, you know, series when he first brought it. When they first brought it back, that's when I, you know, I started watching. You're you're a classic guy. Gail's a classic person. So I'm actually surprised that you two maybe don't have the same viewpoint on it. You like it because, the same way she does. Because the you know the the historical thing was a really really real first Doctor thing. It's not something they steered away from that. Long time ago, you yeah. Know even I mean? even in the fires of Pompeii, it's a historical place, but you don't really get any historical, like what really happened in Pompeii at that moment, evidence or anything like. That. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like this is Rosa, where we followed her entire thing up until the boycott, basically. Right, you know, right. we don't get those in these historical places that we've seen mm-hmm. since then. I don't think like that. Maybe that maybe I'm missing something, but in my eyes, this was a very I guess I don't want to say educational, but very realistic. Realistic plot being pushed, but in my head, it, we already know the outcome. So I was very disconnected from the episode. Yeah, and, and it's hard for me to determine if that's because of who we are or because of the, I. What I feel is that the just the narrative structure of the episode mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't tight. Wasn't strong enough. It just you know, like the thing is, is that the episode. One, there wasn't a lot of standout, memorable moments for me. No, and a lot of the moments that they tried with, they tried to make seem like important or like you're like, oh no, like troublesome, or you want to be. They would try to get the audience, I think, to be worried for that specific moment. I think was only done through the characters' facial expressions and the score. They were trying to do it, I think, more with the score. Than anything else. Okay, can we say something about the music? It's terrible. I do not like modern type music in Doctor Who. Can I say that? Yeah, you want you create your own like, the way we've always had it. I understand that they are trying to do things different. They're trying to do things different, modernize the show maybe a little bit more. And it seems that like with the music or anything else with this episode in general is that you fall on one side or the other. I've seen people say like, 
that they were like, man, you know, that that's that when that music hit, it it made me tear up and all that. When that hit again, when I when I watched it again this time, I focused really hard on that moment when Rosa's being taken out of the bus and the music starts playing, and I get what they were doing because the words that follow that moment in the song makes sense for what's happening and I can see how they were hoping it would elevate that scene right but to me it did not I think that episode that or not that episode that moment is supposed to ideally land a significant part of you mm-hmm. like it's supposed to land on a part of you that really tugs at your heartstrings or something mm-hmm. so that's why they kind of slow it down but with us because it didn't hit us like it hit other people that that moment just felt like wow they're just dragging out a long sequence of something that didn't matter um or not matter but not have an emotional stronghold on us exactly and i you know i hate to break this up we'll come we'll come right back but i feel like we have to say it and i don't want to beat a dead horse but guys this we're just this is just us and our opinions of the episode okay because we were like like he's Jay said at the beginning, we were scared to do this episode because we don't want anybody to think that we're, you know, horrible people or anything like that. And I hate that I even have to say that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the thing about it is, is it, I, I believe... No one's right or wrong. This is just... No. Yeah, no, no one's right or wrong. No, and I, I believe in the open expression of ideas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's important for people to be able to say things... Mm-hmm you know and speak honestly even if other people disagree with them i think the most important part of any i would love to have an an intellectual conversation with someone about this episode that 1000 percent disagrees with me on everything because if they brought me around and they said something that just clicked in me right i would be have no problem coming back and being like i was completely wrong right yeah but to the spirit of open ideas to the spirit of hearing other people's opinions we went down to Chicago TARDIS a few weeks ago. We talked about it on the podcast at great length. We obviously had a great time. It was fun. Jace got a couple interviews from some people, and I think we're all ready to jump in, jump so, into it and see what they have to say. So let's jump into the first one right now. Jace here. So we are here at Chicago TARDIS for the second year in a row, obviously, and we've been talking about it and talking about it, talking about Rosa, and obviously... You guys have heard what we've thought about it. Now we're asking people here at the convention what they thought about it. So I'm standing here with, what's your name? Mark Fleck. Mark Fleck. You actually listened to the podcast recently, did you not? Uh, I, I subscribed to it last night at about 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not actually heard any of it yet. That's all right. But your partner does a great Capaldi, and right. I, you just can't miss him. Oh, my God. Everyone and loves his thank Capaldi. you for convincing him to do it. <laughs> right. I have to I have to drag him, but <laughs> everyone loves his cosplay. We talk about it all the time on the show. It's like the and only I'm, cosplay he ever does, and it's just nailed. I, I have to say I'm loving all of the Jodies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great thing to see. It's a wonderful thing to see. I think she's actually doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, she has a bit of a rocky start, but, I mean, so did Matt Smith, so did Capaldi. You gotta get the right stories, you gotta get right into the groove. And There's definitely a uh, grace period, I would yeah. say, when it comes to uh, new incumbents of the Doctor, yeah. but 
Um, and, and honestly, I, I think this is the only time since Eccleson where they have uh, started a series with a brand new uh, companion set, a brand new Doctor, and a brand new showrunner. Yeah, it's all, all... It's all... It's starting over, like, from scratch. I mean, right. every other Doctor since Eccleston has had some overlap with either companions or uh, show writers or doctors for that matter so right uh, so like like I said we're talking about Rosa you yes. know episode three one of the things that me and Sean noticed was that everyone universally loved the episode we weren't that big fans of it so what, what were your thoughts about the episode um, I think that it could have used some work it wasn't it was it was slow at times I do think now are spoilers or no yeah spoilers. go for it spoilers okay. <laughs> yeah everyone's seen it everyone's sure. seen it well not everybody <laughs> uh, hopefully everybody listening to this has right uh, <laughs> um, I thought it was slow at times but I really found the possibility of a future Nazi slash white power. It was kind of confusing in a way, yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Uh, the the fact that he he came all the way back to stop Rosa Parks from you know taking that seat where and taking the stand that she took. It 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 blew my mind. It really did. It, it's. To me, I think the, the most amazing part of that was the fact that all four of them were on the bus mm-hmm. the day that Rosa Parks... Right, a really significant moment in, in American history. And, and something... They became part of it. And, and something that, that is Nan mm-hmm. was so inspired by and, and really drilled everything in mm. and you know it just for that moment for him to be in that moment was just it was beautiful in a way you know yeah it was it was definitely emotional and uh, something that I felt had potential there you know they've heard how I feel about it overall So thank you to Mark Fleck, a new subscriber to the podcast, as he mentioned there. Yeah, got him there at the at the convention. Right, which we obviously we love meeting people at these conventions. We talked to him a lot throughout that convention. We ran into him like every corner. He was there. Wasn't he cosplaying as the fourth Doctor? He did, I think he did a couple different things actually, but yeah, he was the fourth at one point. I can't remember. I know. I mean, obviously we saw so many people, it, but right, it's hard to. I, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. He was cool to talk to, though. Really knowledgeable. Knows, yeah, knows yeah. what he likes, and you know, he he, he knows. I'm glad we, I'm glad we got him as an interview. Right, right, and this was obviously important because he was, you know, male who actually enjoyed the episode. He wasn't. Yes. Because that's one of the arguments that are I play devil's advocate for. Yes. So is that female seem to like it more or minority? What's your argument there? Yeah, just that people who aren't white guys. White guys like it more. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess. And I, I don't know if that's again, 
it's hard to say because this is another thing that is something we haven't talked about, which is like the representation issue. Mm. One of the things that people have talked about why they were so happy to have a female doctor and that the cast was going to be so diverse was because finally they had representation of people from different backgrounds, different minorities and things like that. It's fine. If they were the best actors for the job. Right, right. That's Which I'm that, assuming they were, because they got the part. Mm-hmm. That I did hear an argument, and th- th- this was... I, I wish I could remember the name of the YouTuber, but he was talking about how that the, the strongest actors in this series, were, or even this episode, were actors who were chosen not because of their you know, background or what race they were or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, I guess I, I disagree with that because, I mean, I do feel like there's no one, especially in the main cast, that I feel aren't good actors. It all really just falls no, yeah. down to the writing, you know what and I mean? And that's what I keep trying to tell people. Like, uh, I've gotten, and you've seen me, I've gotten into heated debates with people about, um, at conventions about Doctor Who in general, of bad series or series that I think aren't great, and I'm like, it's it's the writing. I have never sat down and gone, that person is a horrible actor. They don't shouldn't be on Doctor Who. I go, their acting is being inhibited by the writing that they're having to work off of. Right, right. And I, I he brought up some points, you know, that I want to talk about. He was he was actually someone who liked the villain because he liked the idea of the villain. But that goes back to what you've been saying. That it's just everyone is focused on the idea, on the ideas, not the actual, episode. The actual what happened in that box episode. Yes. Here's another thing: is like, are we in a place now where we judge episodes on their historical significance, or their or their ability to be able to bring up tough, you know, tough subjects, or be able to tackle things that people can't deal with or are we supposed to judge this show based on its entertainment value yes and okay so i I judge it off its entertainment value people can judge it all they want i judge doctor who off its entertainment value and what i think each episode does for the series as a whole Mm -hmm. that's this seems to be how i work you know, maybe a couple times throughout here, maybe I've combated myself in terms of doing reviews for an episode, but some episodes have just hit me a little bit more than others. But the the historical significance of an episode and like the message maybe they're trying to get across, I've said it before, doesn't bother me as long as it's done properly. As long as it's weaved in. As long as it's weaved in somehow. Where it actually, you know, is entertaining in yes, a way. I, like, this one... I know that this time in history, this moment in history was significant. It was huge. Or we wouldn't be where we are today doing this podcast in terms of the way our society is. You know, butterfly effect. Yeah, butterfly effect. Yeah, we wouldn't be here doing this. So I know the significance of that point. But this episode was just so slow. This episode of Doctor Who, I'm trying to stress that point, was slow and uninteresting to me. Uninteresting? I wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go that know. far. Well, it was. It, I just would say that it, it good never moments. picked up for me. And maybe it's because I went into this episode because I already knew what was going to happen. She was. Right. She was going to get arrested. Right. And and they just added Doctor Who ish things to it. Did they though? 
I mean, there was a Sonic. I mean, kind of. There was kind of a Sonic in there somewhere. Obviously, they did thing with a time... I mean, I don't know. The Vortex know. Manipulator and stuff, but I just... It felt like they, like... I don't know, man. There was a part of me that felt like this episode was Chris Chibnall and... Uh, I can't Blackburn, remember. something like that. I can't remember the other writer's name. It's like, start first name starts with an M, like Maria or something like that, and then it's like Black something, Blackwell, Blackburn, or something like that. Okay. No, well, I don't. I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember the name specifically. But I know it's something like that. Watch me be like completely wrong. It's like a net something. <laughs> right, right. E- either way. Yeah. I feel like they sat down and they went, let's do an episode about Rosa Parks. And then they were like, well, how can we do that, you know, in an episode of Doctor Who? And we're like, well, let's just play out Rosa Parks' story and then just weave in, weave in Doctor Who's parts. stuff. And I just, I don't know. I, I just, it didn't feel. Maybe I like, maybe their point, maybe the, the big part of the episode, and I'm, I'm just thinking as maybe a writer now, is maybe the big moment was supposed to be that when you're watching this episode is that you come to, you find out that they're a part of history like we've seen before. Like that's the big, oh, wow moment. The, maybe the sentimental moment because Graham doesn't want to be a part of that. You know, he doesn't want to be a part of that moment, but he has to be a part of that moment in order for it to happen. You know, Can, um, let's let's talk a little bit about the individual characters a bit. Yeah, just just a bit. The Doctor, I felt like. She, well, this is early on, episode three. Right, right. So I'm trying not to base it b- off anything else. Bleed in stuff yeah. from other episodes, but the Doctor obviously is has that. Quipping, still, side of her. still coming to terms with being female. I, I felt like she could have been much more of the doctor with the the Cras. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the Crasco. Crasco, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like Crisco, but yeah. <laughs> with an A. <laughs> with an A. Crisco with an A was talking to her, and I was like, like he's trying to be bad, you know, like like a tough guy, and I'm like, man, like that's. Come on, yeah, doctor. Like, let's. I, there get... could have been a huge moment there where she was like, "Don't threaten me." Like she could have gone with that, right? And like said a little bit more, other than just "Don't threaten me." Because the the doctor's all about speeches. Yeah, the doctor's about you know I want to help people, and I'm giving you a chance to just leave. But if you don't, I'm gonna mess you up. <laughs> you know. Right. The other thing the about the doctor is in this episode. It just seems like why. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring something up. I'm gonna see if you. I'm gonna, see, I'm gonna see if this is what you're about to bring up. So go ahead. Why would she be so starstruck? Maybe by Rosa Parks. She admit Rosa Parks. I don't she know. She gets starstruck every time she meets somebody that she. Oh, the Doctor. Every time they meet someone, she meet, they meet someone out of history or a monster they never thought existed. They kind of get all giddy, you know, because the Doctor is just that way. Yeah. I think the doctor's just that way. They just get giddy when they meet someone. of Like, William Shakespeare is like, oh, you know? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So. Yeah. What were you going to say? So, what I was going to say is, going through, and I'm going to bring up little bits and pieces from stuff after this episode, because we've talked about it before, how the, the doctor just lets the companions run loose. So, my thing is, is if this is such a horrible time period, which we all know it was. I already know where you're going with this. Why did you just let Ryan walk away on his own. Yeah, he could have got grabbed or and see, something. And see, that's... And I think that... I'm sorry. I think that would have hit home with me a little bit more 
and made me understand the significance of I the think danger. You, you said something about this, and and that's probably a good point. Is like if there had been some kind of danger for the actual companions besides just a theoretical danger. Yes, besides the time period of danger, like the, what we know is going on in Montgomery, Alabama, then I think it would have hit home a little bit more. Like, okay, say Ryan leaves that that bus. And then, like you said, gets grabbed by that officer or that guy that slapped him, who we never see again, you know, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it it could have possibly led to something more phenomenal in that episode and solidified it maybe as one of the best episodes. Right. Here's the thing, too. I'm going to say your eyes just kind of went like like you had a glass-shattering moment or something. Well, I just feel like the, the... All the peril, besides Ryan getting slapped and then the the police officer coming in and trying to find them. Other than that, well, okay, there's the, they have to leave the bar, whatever. It's all like, like, tension-y... Tension danger. There's no, I don't know if it's even a thing, tension danger. It's it's not, I don't want to say it's not real danger, because that's not what I'm trying to say. It's not... I don't know. I don't know if I have a word for that because I'm trying, I don't know the one I'm trying to find because there's no real danger happening at that moment other than the tension you feel that something could potentially happen. And the okay to play devil's advocate to it, yeah, right, is that 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 kind of danger can be more frightening than it's anything true. else. No, absolutely. You but know? there's just small small details that could have I think escalated that and made it better. So they're in the bar, right? Mm-hmm. They're getting told to leave. They don't serve minorities you know stuff like that there's they get told to leave and one guy like moves his coat and there's a gun there or something like just small little actions a guy like moves his coat and there's like a gun there or something like the small little actions or like all the males stand up and start like walking towards that table and then they're like okay we need to leave like just tiny things like that i could have i think could have helped make those moments stronger i yeah there's there's a lot at play there, and I don't want to get too bogged down into it. I want to talk some more about Ryan and and Graham. Mm-hmm. Obviously... Graham's still one of the best. We, we say it over and over and over That's, and over again that really Bradley is so Walsh good. is really good. He does a really good job in this episode. I think one of the standout moments for me was when he talks about first meeting... Grace, how you know, because he's a bus driver, mm-hmm. and then Grace comes on the bus, and they kind of have a spat or whatever, and then he, his acting is so good. It's so good. Where he's just like, you know, I really, really wish he was still here, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And everybody kind of has that sullen moment, and then Ryan comes in with the, the, the uh, happy, right, uh, little laughter icebreaker to make the room right. feel better. The, the yeah, the she started riot. Right. <clears throat> so I, I thought Bradley Walsh was great. Obviously, because of the racial nature of this episode. He calls himself Steve Jobs. Oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah. The racial nature of this episode, obviously, Ryan plays a, a big part in it. But I agree with you that why would you let him run all around like that? You could say that he was he's tackling... Tackling that adversity. Right. I just... Which is fine, but there wasn't... There wasn't anything to tackle that happened in the episode to him. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, the cop, like you said, the cop shows up. Mm-hmm. But nothing happens. It's not like they found him. 
And even through the episode, they call Yaz a Mexican. Okay, the whole episode, we don't serve Mexicans here either. But then she's able to sit down on the bus in a white person's seat. Yeah, I don't know. That, that was like a minor thing. Yeah, a minor me. thing. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to... I'm just saying there's... The, the episode in terms of the danger for Ryan, the danger for companions, which we've heard twice now... Uh, the danger for the companions, which we've heard once already, and I'm pretty sure an interview we're going to do here in just a minute that you had, they also bring up that point where they've never felt more afraid for companions. And I think they missed the mark on that. I can see how that could have happened in the episode with just minor little tweaks. Like, not even huge action scenes. Just minor little tweaks could have made me feel that way too, but I didn't feel that way. So, you, you brought it up. Let's... Let's play it. Here's our interview where you just referenced. Let's get it rolling. Alrighty, guys. We're here again with some more fans getting more reactions. And uh, can you tell me your name real quick? My name's Cindy. And uh, how are you enjoying the current season so far? I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah? Yes. And uh, what do you think about Jody's performance so far? I think she is a fabulous doctor. Um... She has had many uh, opportunities to shine and be very doctory, and mm -hmm. it's made me very happy. Uh, so, like I said before, the, the tape right. started rolling, yes. right? We were talking about Rosa, mm -hmm. and we've had a lot of different opinions on it, and yeah. I was really interested to hear yours. Um, I, I loved the episode. I thought it, it, was, uh, it was brilliant, um, and honestly, it is the most afraid I have ever been for a companion in any episode of Doctor Who Interesting. Ever. That's the first time I've heard that, because like, you know, in Doctor Who there's always peril in some sort, exactly. but this is a, a very different kind of peril. You yes, know what I mean? this was real peril. Right. I was so worried for Ryan. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is truly the most I've ever been afraid for any companion ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that was something that uh, a lot of other fans were talking about was the, the historical accuracy of something like that. Mm -hmm. Not something that we as, you know, Americans like to think about, but it was something that, you know, I mean, that was real, that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That was the way it actually was. But uh, just one, just a few short other questions. Did uh, What do you think about the companions as well? Oh, they're brilliant. I, um, it's been a, a while since yeah. we've had such a crowded TARDIS. Right, for sure. Um, but it you know, certainly goes back to the first series of mm -hmm. having three people in the TARDIS. Um, I, I, like many other people, I think, was concerned about what Bradley Walsh's character was going to be. Right. Was he you know, there to be the old white man to right. explain things to people? Um, and he has really become one of my Isn't favorites. Isn't he fantastic? He's wonderful. He's, He's so delightful. good. And, and I, I love that he is um, he's demonstrating uh, such a positive masculinity that he is, you know, trying to teach Ryan how you can be a man without right. just shooting things I mean, right, or right. repressing your emotions. I uh, think it's wonderful. Yeah, that was a, that's an interesting way, positive masculinity. That's one of the things that we've been trying to do on the show is kind of pinpoint attributes of the characters and uh, we, we realized with uh, Graham that he had almost you know obviously the first episode uh, Grace his sure. wife died mm -hmm. and we felt like that's the you know they took a different approach usually in a show the shows 
someone dies and it kind of put, sends them into a depression or something, but it seemed like he just adopted the positive qualities of his wife and, yeah. you know, in a really nice fatherly way for, for Ryan. Right. All right, there we are. So thank you, Cindy, for that awesome interview. Brought up some really good points. You and her actually had a really good conversation during that. Yeah, it's another instance where they're talking about the the, the danger, and I maybe we're just off base. Like the, that's and that's fine. If we are, you guys can disagree. That's fine. I actually want to hear if y'all do or not disagree with us at all on some of these points. Right. You know, but uh, there is one thing that y'all talked about in that about. Graham that I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, and I brought this up in an episode before, and that's just basically that people had been telling me that essentially that, you know, she was the first person I heard this from, but we hear it a lot now, and that one of the great things about the character of Graham is, is that he shows a positive side of being a male role model. Mm-hmm. Who is experiencing heavy, heavy loss? loss. And a, not, I don't want to say burden, but maybe a burden there. The burden right. of loss. Well, the burden of loss, and also the burden of being positive around his grandson. Yeah. You know, like that. That's obviously something you know very difficult for someone who's who's lost the love of their life is having to put on a brave face so that their you know their son daughter doesn't see them suffering whatever exactly and so that they can help them get over the the grief as well absolutely but but yeah obviously we see a little bit in this episode of him missing grace but he does it in such a positive way that it makes you like realize how strong of a character he really is absolutely This is this episode. I will say some positive things about it. This episode, obviously, this episode does do well to help flesh out Graham and Ryan. To I think. An I think this one starts the Graham starts more the Graham and Ryan development through the series. Right. Because we have that, and I think it, I think it actually starts in that scene where Graham is sad when they're in the hotel room, sad that Grace isn't there to meet Rosa. Parks, and then Ryan comes in with the laughter about, oh, how she started right, trying to make him feel better to get through that moment. I think we kind of see that little arc kind of start to develop through right there. Right, right. And, you know, Yaz, unfortunately, she's more, she does experience a little bit of the of the actions of this time period. But no, nothing on the scale of Ryan, Ryan. and everything. The actress and the character rosa parks i again i think i think she i think she does well with her performance it just didn't particularly stand out for me well i don't i don't i don't know if that character was i don't i don't want to say meant to stand out i think the character was meant to stand out but the i think she did a great job portraying how i think Rosa probably acted in some of those moments. Like, I don't know. I think she took that hold of that character really well. It doesn't make sense. Right, right. I, I think yeah. she became Rosa Parks very well. Because I've seen her in other things. Like was brought up earlier, Sherlock and all that sort of stuff. I've seen her in other, the actress and other things. And I think she really was able to embody that person 
Yeah, uh, one minor thing was they show, like, Ryan goes to a, a meeting, and it's, like, Rosa Parks' husband, and, and I can't remember who else, and then Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. What, besides that being, like, a obviously big moment to meet Martin Luther King, was there much more to that? Like, was there anything else that really needed... No, I honestly don't even know if that was really 100% necessary. But talking about the the side characters, you know what I... who I, Now that I think about it, actually did a really good job with such a minor role in that episode. The mm-hmm. actor who played James Blake. I think he did a really good job of portraying somebody that a bus driver in that time period would be, like, screaming and yelling at the people and grabbing her. and So I think he did a really good job portraying his character. I don't know yeah. the actor's real name, but the guy that played James Blake, I think, did really well. Right. I, I agree. I think so. I think that's true. I mean, they they made him into, like, a unabashing racist, but maybe that's how he really is. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, that's just... There's, there is some argument. I guess we should bring this up, because someone... This isn't something we recorded or anything, but someone had brought up to us that this wasn't actually how the rosa parks thing played out yeah and i'm not a, 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 an historian right. I don't, yeah i don't i don't there may be some of y'all that know exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just that was brought up it's a good thing to bring up someone did say that that this episode was not historically accurate and all we say to that is take it up with take the it up with the, the, yeah whatever don't it, talk to us this about we're it. talking about a doctor who episode but good bring up though yeah but Let's, uh, you know what, let's jump into our last little interview from Chicago TARDIS, and we'll hear, we'll hear from one more fan there. Let's go. All right, here we are again. We're talking to some more fans, and what's your name? Rory Stevens. Rory, okay. Um, so, you know, we've been asking people about Jody. We've been asking people about Rosa. What's your opinion of Jody so far in the show? I've really been enjoying Jody Whitaker as the Doctor. I I like her energy. She's she's fun to watch. She's a very likable character. I like the, this Doctor's empathy. I like how it carries on from the end of the Twelfth Doctor era. And while Peter Capaldi's probably going to go down as my doctor, I'm perfectly happy to keep following the show with Whitaker around. I, I like to see where it develops. Yeah, that, that, oh, that's how I think we all feel, is like, whether we've liked the series so far or we, uh, we haven't, we're all optimistic about things coming in the future. Yes, it's, there's a lot to be optimistic about, I think. Right, and I mean, her performance, obviously, is, is great. Regardless of how the writing is, you know, yes. she's doing a great job. So we're talking, like I said, about Rosa, and, you know, that, that was a very, obviously, uh, powerful episode. Right. What, what were your thoughts on Rosa? Well, I can see where there are people who thought it was a little too heavy-handed, but I did like, uh, I did think the historical detailing was very good, mm-hmm. and... As they were talking about at the panel yesterday, on uh, when they were talking about the episode, that it made it clear that Rosa was just wasn't just one person; she was part of a larger movement, and put that into context very effectively. I thought it was a very touching episode, and it was actually the funniest episode up to that point too. With there was some wonderful humor, such as the Doctor may, might or might or not be Banksy. Right, that was probably or, uh, the, my favorite. Graham and Ryan surprising that bus driver down at the river <laughs> it was right. hilarious. Yeah, 
Bradley Walsh is so great. Right? Oh, he's delightful. I love it. Graham is a wonderful character. So that was our last interview from Chicago TARDIS. Thanks to Rory for giving us that little bit of her time there. She brought up a good point, something that I, I did... I kind of forgot about until, like... Yeah, until we re-listened to it, is it being heavy-handed. Yeah. I did feel like the episode was heavy-handed. That's a good way of describing it. But, again, here we are playing devil's advocate. If you're going to tackle something like that, maybe you have to be heavy-handed. Maybe. But she also brought up another good point. It did, it did have some humor moments into it. You know, the whole Steve Jobs thing, when they went down the river right. to see Blake. The uh, Just small little tidbits that did have a little bit of humor in the episode. Yeah, I think so. I, And then, obviously, I if you heard at the end of the interview there, and I've said it in this episode as well as every episode, just gushing about Graham. I just, yeah, we can't stop. He, he, yeah. He's just so good. I love Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh, if you're listening to this episode, we would love to have you on the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would, please. That would be awesome. <laughs> please. If, if there if there is any justice in this universe, please. Oh, so anyway, I, I wanted, you know, we've talked about the episode a lot. I, I wanted to bring up some few minor things before we end this episode here. And that's just, I guess, the... The divisiveness of it. So, do you there, think... There is no middle ground, I don't think, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't think there's any firm middle ground. There's obviously... Yeah. I, I say there's people like us who... It's not that we absolutely we have our views. Yeah, we have our views, though, but we also try to see where everyone else is going from. Right, and there's... And then there's people on the other side of it who are a little scary. Yeah. Who are like, they're so, they love the episode so much, and they're like, if you don't love it... You're wrong. You're wrong. So when I was looking up stuff for this episode, things that I saw uh, in that aspect were people that really, really, really enjoyed this episode. If you did not, you were 100% wrong, and you did not be a Whovian. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, people that did not like the episode were not doing that to the people that loved the episode. They were just going, oh, you can have your own views. Yeah, that's fine. I just didn't like that's, it. I would say that might be true. I don't know. I, I didn't look at the same things you're yeah. looking at. But I, think I, that think, was inter- I thought that was I interesting. I mean, there are people on the other extreme who says, well, I'm I, sure. I've seen this. And it, to people out there saying this, come on. Yeah, so they're like right. They're saying, like, oh, if you like this episode, you're some SJW warrior thing. No, yeah, no, like, yeah, cut that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And, I mean, look, the the show is obviously... The touchy subject, the elephant in the room, is like everyone talking about how PC Doctor Who was in Series 11. And obviously this episode does touch on a political issue. Is it political? Yeah, it's political. Well, that, it's, yeah, political. It's, it's, it's political, but... And it's like... I don't know, man. It's It's... It's hard to talk about some of these episodes, or this episode. This episode in general, it's hard to talk about. Okay, there's... Because you can't be... I don't know. There's an... You gotta tiptoe around it. Right. There's... There's something interesting we could say is, like... Is... Should we have more episodes like this, where... Where it brings up things that maybe we're afraid to look at, and try to 
put a spin on it to well, be able I, to or I enjoyed that stuff. I mean, I like when they bring up issues if it's done right, and I've said that so much. Or should the Doctor Who kind of stay like stay in the box of its its entertainment? Mhm. Like, d- does it have to be political? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, what... Does it have to make a statement, is what I'm saying. Yeah, does it, does, is it necessary for it to have to do that? Because we live in a world now where, like, everyone's looking for something to have a statement. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, we also live in an area, though, where everyone's offended by everything. That's true. I mean, that... The, not... Okay. Yep. I don't know if that's true, true, but we do see a lot of that online. Yeah. I, you know, that's the thing is like, even with the, this reviews of this and like what people are saying, is this indicative of how people actually feel or is it indicative of the people who are vocal enough to say something feel? Yeah. Cause people, most people aren't like you and me where they have an opinion on something like doctor who and post it online i would say most people don't no absolutely that is true i think we had a whole episode about stuff like that so are we hearing the opinions uh or correction are we seeing the opinions of people who are just vocal are we seeing a a consensus of what people actually are are thinking yeah i see what you're saying are are we getting the ones from people are we getting what we're seeing online is it from the people that are just trying to rile people up and cause internet what 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 would you even call that uh tension i don't Mm -hmm. know internet tension or are we getting legit comments from people that actually feel the way they feel I, the, the 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 thing is, is I don't really have, know, an, yeah, I don't don't have, have an, answer. an answer. I can tell you this is how I really feel about that episode. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's how I feel too. And I think obviously the people that we interviewed loved the episode. Most of them did, you know. And, and so, that's the thing about that convention, which is we've talked about before, all the nice people that are there. Yeah. We were straight honest with how we feel about this episode down there, talking to them prior to you doing the interviews, and none of them bashed us. They were like, they were like, oh, okay. Well, I can kind of see how you could see that. This is what I think. And then we did the interviews, you know. But it's, I don't know. It's weird, you know. The how, how the diversity issue, like you said, the the where each person lands on the spectrum in terms of the Rosa episode. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I I guess we should do this before we end the episode, and that's give a verdict. Yes, we do have to give a verdict, <laughs> and I'm gonna let you go first on this one. So I. How many jelly babies you gonna give it? So, I would give this episode 2.5 Jelly Babies. Which is, if you, if this is your first episode of GBS, if you never listened to the show before, we, go we, back. We do it at a 5. Yeah, we go, well, that, <laughs> not only that, but go back. This is, you, you might be hearing this like, wow, he gave it such a bad... That's half. If you're hearing this and you think, like, man, he's giving it such a bad review, That's go half back. half of it. I give way yeah, yeah it's there's been worse. ones I've given yeah, way yeah, worse. It's been way worse. But so. <laughs> uh see out of five jelly babies, I, I would probably have to give this episode a um let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna say a, yeah, two point five. I don't think I can go any higher. Oh my god, we had the same exact never happened. That's, that's yet the first happen. episode. That's the first because I was actually gonna try to lean a little bit more towards the higher end, like a two point seven five or something, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. 
Yeah, it's... I'll give it halfway, and my halfway is... I, I see what the episode was trying to do, but it didn't work. So, it's not that it was a horrible episode, but it also wasn't standout great. Yeah. There has been worse. There has been better. The other thing I, I would like to say before we, we move Wrap on is, I guess, my plea to everyone. I We see all these things online. We see people talking one way or the other about it. I think we need to, as fans, as a community, which when we go and actually meet people at conventions and stuff... It's definitely a positive. There is a wrong idea when you go to a convention. Yeah, but it seems different online. It's one hundred percent different online. And so I would say to the people out there, remember a, as much as we love it, as much as it takes hold a big part of our lives, especially you and me. It's a TV show. Mm Mm-hmm. We need to keep it in the realm of... Of the entertainment. Team. Yeah. What it is. Yeah, look at it what, what it is. And that people need to be, I guess, just respectful of other people's, people's ideas. Opinions. Yeah, let... as I think as a fan base, if you're a true fan of anything, not just Doctor Who, of anything, you... Even if you don't agree with someone's opinions, you welcome other people's thoughts and views of the thing that you love. Right. Because obviously they love it too, or they wouldn't be so critical. Yeah. Is my concept of it. Yeah. So, what we want, if, if any of you guys have any more comments or anything about it, you know how you can do it. You can go over to anchor.fm slash Doctor Who. You can leave messages for us that we could potentially play on the podcast, and we listen to them all, guys. Yeah. You can also leave messages on facebook.com slash Podcast. One more thing you can do over on anchor.fm is you can support the show. Woo! More than you're already doing now by listening. For just a small monthly subscription, you can make GBS an even better show, and we truly, truly appreciate it. And to all y'all that gave us those interviews at the conventions, and Gail for taking time, she was actually sick during that, for taking time to record y'all's mm-hmm. thoughts and opinions and allow us to play those on this show. Thank y'all very much, and we, we will continue to do that with you guys. And those that leave messages on Anchor, we could potentially do the same thing. So thank you guys for allowing us to do that. And uh, I think that we finally, we did it. Finally, have Rosa done. We so did. So, do y'all know what that means? You know what's next? Yeah. So next next episode of GBS, we are going to do our series eleven review. We are talking everything series eleven. There is nothing we're holding back. Absolutely, just any episode is on the table. Thoughts, opinions, anything, everything is is fair game this time. Right, right. So we are we are really looking forward to that. And then obviously out on the horizon, we've got the New Year's Day special. And I just wanted to bring this up. We don't normally do this at the end of the show. There's just a little bit, little, little, tiny, little, just tiny, just a little bit. Yeah, just a tiny bit of Doctor News. And that it's about the New Year's special. And that the Daleks have been, quote, unquote, confirmed. I mean, when you say the, the DNA for the most dangerous, like, enemy or being or whatever in the galaxy or universe or whatever, I mean, it, your anyone's mind is going to go to the Daleks. Right. You know, because what else is there that is possibly more dangerous than a Dalek? Yeah. So, we've got a lot to look forward to with GBS. Like I said, we're not slowing down anytime soon. So, I'm your host, Jace. And I'm Sean. And we are hopping in our tarches, and we will catch you guys next week. 